I'm not sure if I mentioned it before, but when my friend Clay Mason Bannerman and I want to impress our new lady friends, Tiffer and Mickey, we don't even have to take them to a restaurant. That's because we have an entire freezer stocked full of butcher box, and that includes high-quality meat and seafood that we can trust. It's so convenient. It's delivered right to our doorstep, and there's always free shipping. I mean, where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Tiffer and Mickey love it, and so will you. At least one of them is always around asking when the new ButcherBox is arriving. Sign up at ButcherBox.com slash mega and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional 20 bucks off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com slash mega and use code mega to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus 20 bucks off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mega is an improvised satire from the staff of a fictional megachurch. We are here, the Lord, we are here, and we're ready, ready to podcast. Hiya, I'm Hallie Labonte, and this is Mega, coming to you from Twin Hills Community Church, where every single week we give our mega church a tiny family feel. We introduce you to members of our church staff, our community. It's a treat and a treasure. Well, per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. He's the youth pastor for our high school ministry called Climax. Please welcome Gray Highs. Glove up for God, Hallie. Oh, no, Gray. What happened to your mouth? Um... Uh, well, I had to have some dental work. Yeah, well, I see that. What? Yeah. What was the work? Um, you know, well, my dentist, well, you know, okay. So my doctor sort of did a collab with my dentist, and uh, they said that my lips were not really, like, full enough to oh. completely cover my teeth. Oh. So what they had to do is add some, I guess you would say, like, extra padding, like, extra lip, you know, to make sure that as, you know, at eye age, they don't, you know, get too thin. Get too thin? Yeah, get too thin. Oh my goodness, it looks so painful. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. But, you know, if it was between this and living a life where all this damage was being done to my enamel, all my enamels, you know, I had to get some extra, you know, added lip protection. Sure. You know, plus I think my lips were always a bit distracting because I would try to be talking to teens about Jesus and I could tell they were not focusing on what I was saying, but they were more focused on, you know, my lips. Oh. That was, you know, how my lips were saying it. Oh. So that was, that was, you know, I had to remedy that. Anyway, you know, Hallie, I would love to say more about it, but if I talk too much, the lips start to leak. So oh. actually... Could you hand me a tissue? Okay, this hey, one's hey, sort of like... I'm excited to see the finished product. Some oh, yeah. plump lips. Yeah, they should be they should be back to normal or you know, the new normal next week. How was your week? Gray, I just thought I you hear things about self care and I thought it's time for me to do something like that and to get into 
therapy again, you know, just work out the demons or whatnot. And, you know, I, uh, I signed up for, well, you've heard of therapy, but I signed up for prayerapy. Oh, what's that, Helen? Oh, it's so cool. It's a prayer-based therapy program with all Christian therapists, or should I say prayerapists, and um, it's a it's a prayer-based, um, you know, wellness program where you work on, your, you know, the problems of your life. And I'm not saying I have problems in my life. You know, the Lord is my light and my salvation, and I really do know that my glass is half full and that, um, you know... Uh, I have everything that I need in him and all that stuff. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to sort of talk to somebody, you know, you're raising kids and, you know, life just sometimes feels kind of challenging and difficult. So I started prayer beat and I think it's so awesome. How does that really work? Well, it's funny because like way back when, when I was in Christian college, I went to a Christian counselor at the student life center Uh and it helped me through some hard times way back then. And I remember the therapist there, the Christian counselor always saying, uh, say more about that. You know, whenever I would be talking about something, she would say, say more about that. Say more about that. We'll say more about that as we're digging in on stuff. It just gets a bit redundant. My prayerist says, Pray more about that. Oh, Pray more about that. Cool. Pray more about that. And so I do. And, you know, we spend probably 75% of all the sessions. And these are $350 sessions oh, for 50 wow. minutes. Oh, must be good. And we spend probably, you know, upwards of, you know, 35, 40 minutes out of the 50 just praying and oh, praying and praying. I'm just sitting great. there praying. I'm praying about this. I'm praying about that. I'm laying it all at the Lord's feet, Gray, and I've never felt better. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Hallie. I'm so glad you're doing that. Oh, oh, uh, Hallie, can you hand me a tissue? I think I, I got a lip leak. Oh, you do. Oh, what? What did I? You... It's spouted. It's spouting. It's like filled with Vaseline. <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by Talkspace. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, the leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. By talking or texting with a supportive, licensed therapist at Talkspace, you'll gain insights, discover truths, and experience breakthroughs that will improve how you live and how you feel. With Talkspace, just answer a few questions online, and you'll be matched with a therapist. And because you'll meet your therapist online, you don't have to take time off work or arrange childcare. You'll meet on your schedule whenever you feel most at ease. Plus, Talkspace works with most major insurers, and most insured members only pay a $25 copay or less. No insurance? No problem. If you want to make progress toward a mentally healthier place, Talkspace is here for you. Now get $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80 when you go to Talkspace.com. Match with a licensed therapist today at Talkspace.com. Save $80 with code SPACE80 at Talkspace.com. Just like Jesus didn't cry when he was a baby because he was perfect, our guest today has a perfect solution for a crying baby. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Emily Polk. Hi, everybody. Hi, you two. Hi, Emily. It is just amazing to see you. And I barely ever see you because you are someone that is just 
always on the move. And a lot of times when we see you, you are either running to grab a screaming child or you've got a screaming child in your hand. You've got it. Yeah, I always say the less people see me, the better I'm doing at my job. So I'm really putting myself out there right now. (laughs) That is great. So tell everyone a little bit about your job here at Twin Hills because I think a lot of churches deal with this problem and they don't have Mm -hmm. good solutions. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I would love to tell you about this. So I'm sort of what I have deemed... Um, a child whisper or a child carrier. Now, you know, we have a, the crying room right. Uh-huh. right upstairs where children can go uh, during the sermon. But a lot of times parents will keep their children with them for understandable reasons. You know, yeah. they don't want to attach, whatever. Um, and during the sermon, a lot of times the kids will become agitated. Uh-huh. And then it's my job to kind of look out over the congregation and say, okay, is there a kid being agitated? And when I see a kid who looks upset or starts making noise, I've got to get him out of there. That is wow. right. And I, I've got to do it fast and I've got to do it quick. So like I said, you shouldn't see me until you see me running to the back with a little screaming one, right? But otherwise, I'm yeah, not there. I've even noticed that you can anticipate when somebody's about to start going bananas. And I've seen, you, I mean, it's almost like you have a supernatural power to know that little two-month-old is about to start screaming, holy hell, and you get them out before they can start. How do you do it? Exactly. Oh, gosh, I'm so glad. You noticed that. I mean, those are the little things that I have really fine tuned as I've worked in this job. And I can just, I can sense it. I mean, you're Christian people. You know about that feeling mm-hmm. that you get that you can't, it's mm-hmm. not eyes, it's not ears, mm-hmm. it's not nose, mm-hmm. it's a feeling. Yeah. And I just start to feel something is working over here. Someone is going through something, you know, and they're still working through their little demons, you That's know, right. in their heads, their little hunger, their little pain. And so I feel it and I, I just bolt over there and I, 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 they draw me to them. I mean, they're literally calling me to them before they've even said their first oh, word. I wow. love that, that is so cool. It's the voice of God. It's the Holy Spirit interceding on, beha- on behalf of the baby saying, this one has got a doo-doo in the diaper and is about to start telling their parents about it. You're already there. I'm right there. You know, this one's got a little tooth poking through his gum Uh and he's about to absolutely unleash the power of a scream you've never heard before. Uh And so I, I grab him and I take him out there and I whisper, I whisper, you know, you're all right. You're safe. You're with me. You're with God. And, and as I bring him up to the crying room where he can just, he can let it loose. Let it out. Have you ever had a parent try to uh, hold on tight to their baby while you're trying to grab it out of their clutches? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I have. And it is, it is really a moment. I have to stay, I have to say now stay focused up there. I know what I'm doing. Uh Obviously he knows what he's doing up there Uh and the baby knows what the baby's doing. So you just, you're, you got to do your job and just stay focused because I once had a woman and she was really yanking me back. And I, I said, I'm not, you know what? I'm not one of those people that comes in because there are people that'll come and take your baby. Oh, there are people, you know, you have to be careful that just in the grocery store and stuff like that. Sure, a snatcher. Yeah. Uh-huh. Snatcher. Uh-huh. I understand a mother being on high alert. Sure, sure. I can I can sympathize. Sure. But I but I mean, come on. I'm I'm right there. I'm wearing my black. You know, I'm wearing my little uniform, and and so I've had a mother. I had a mother just say, give her, give her back, give her. And I said, I'm, I'm with the church. I'm with it. I'm with the church. You know. Oh. And I tried to do a little bit of baby whispering on her uh-huh. to kind of get her oh, to cool. to relax yeah. and release the grip a little wow. bit. But they do. They all put up a fight. Yeah, yeah. that is so. What a what a te- what a tense negotiation because the stakes couldn't be higher because you don't want to interrupt Steve when he's up there preaching, but you also 
no, don't want to yep. give to somebody the impression that the child's being stolen right out from under them. So, wow, right. that's really intense. Right. And, uh, you know, emotions are always running so high in the middle. When Pastor Steve is really speaking the gospel, you know, the, everyone's at, at a 10 anyway, right. because we're just, we're so locked oh, he's in. Awesome. And yeah, so my job is to come and make that transition as fluid, as effortless as possible so that they don't feel any interruption to their connection, you know? Now I noticed, um, uh, you know, I wanted to get into your background a bit because, you know, the, even just your style where you crouch there, you're always on the ready and just the speed at which you jump off the line to grab a child, where does that come from? And where, did you have something that you did before you started doing all this baby shuttling uh, that that you that you were doing that gave you these 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 awesome skills? That is such a good question. I actually used to dog show. <gasps> have you ever seen a, a Westminster? Yes. Or a, you know, on the Thanksgiving day. Yes. Really. And, you know, a lot of people look at the dogs, and I understand why. But I really recommend you look at the handler mm. because the way that those handlers move mm-hmm. is like. I mean, it is water. Oh, it is wow. water. It is water to wine. Their, you know, their gait is so perfect. It is so fluid, and the way that they lead with a strong but a but a supportive hand. Right. And so I used to do that. We used to we used to, uh, in my family, raise long haired dachshunds. Dachshunds. Uh-huh. And. I had to get really good at walking with them. You know, down those carpeted aisles and it gave me a a really good sense of how to sort of work with a smaller creature Mm -hmm. and and almost can i say it disappear Wow. Yes. Almost I'm not there. It's about them. Wow. It's, I mean, that makes so much sense because even the way you run, it's very sort of upright, but 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 very fluid on your feet. And you just sort of like, it's like a breeze coming in and out of the room and your hair kind of just like, you know, flapping behind you. It does kind of feel like one of those that, that you know, you, you could be, you could have a dog on a leash or you could have got, got a baby in your arms. It really doesn't matter. And I really do just have to pay you the highest compliment I possibly could, which is that, you know what, Emily, you might be as close to the perfect woman as I've ever seen, because here goes the thing. What is it that society really wants out of a woman? I mean, we are supposed to be as small as we possibly can, as skinny and tiny and petite as we possibly can, and we are not supposed to be speaking our mind. So basically, invisible would be the perfect standard, you know, and quiet. And here you- And with a baby. And here, and with the- you're the perfect woman. You are an invisible, <laughs> silent woman with an offspring. It's perfect. Oh, gosh. Well, you know what? I, I don't want to accept that compliment. I'm going to shoot it right back up to God. Uh, yep, yep. But I, I I hear what you're saying, and I do feel just so comfortable. I mean, I really don't like to be in the focus. Mm. You know, if I'm out and about, I'm just sort of, I'm speaking at a low volume. I'm moving quickly, quietly. You know how sometimes you'll see people it's almost a speed walk. Uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. they're just, they're walking fast, but they're not making the pow, 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 yes, pow of yes, a run. Yes, yes. They're yeah. just moving quickly. Yeah. Just let me get out of your way. Yeah. Yeah. And I buy, I buy shoes with the thickest, absolutely the thickest rubber of soles mm-hmm. so that I, I uh, you almost can't hear me coming or going. And I, I just feel, I just feel comfortable that way. I that's just think awesome. that's, 
I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to come in. I'm going to make something a little bit easier for you and I'm going to get out. And I feel so blessed to do that. So is, and, and when it, when it comes to that too, I wondered, is that just hard on your body to be walking? So, you know, rolling on your feet and so stealthily, because I did notice the double knee braces that you had there. And that's a pretty significant, significant brace, I would say. Yeah. Well, I do wear these, you know, I'm not going to wear them while I'm, while I'm working at service because they make a little bit of a creak, but, um, I have, torn uh, a couple of meniscuses oh. meniscus some and um yeah i, I mean I, I i don't i don't come out of it unscathed uh-huh. but you know a couple of my heroes didn't come out of their lives unscathed See, either. Exactly. One See. in particular. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, well, I've noticed you have those like black volleyball knee pads you wear during the actual right. services right. because I've seen you shimmy down an aisle at people's knee height while you were like whoosh, scooping up a baby, shimmying it so that you're not like, you know, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, and being like taller than all the seated people. I think that's cool if you got to get down on your knees real quick and pop back up. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. No, I, 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 I'm impressed that you could notice that because I try to get the skirt length to cover them, but sometimes those little knee pads do kind of peek out when I when I kneel down. Um, but yeah, again, you know, it's for my comfort, of course, but more importantly, it's so that you don't hear the bang of the knee mm-hmm. against the floor or against a side of a pew or something like that, you know. And I, it's so funny that you said that about excuse me, excuse me, because when I started, I was, you know, really, I really... I was making a big fuss and I just, I feel so much tenderness for that young woman. That was me, but I was really, I was really making just an absolute thing. Excuse me. Sorry. I can take, you know, I can take him upstairs and give it all. And after a while, I just, you know, I, I, I sort of sat with myself after service. Cause sometimes I, do you ever do this? I like to sit in there after everyone's left and mm. just ride oh, that vibration. Wow. I've never done that, but it yeah. sounds lonely. Oh, it's, I mean, it's, it's the most powerful loneliness I know. And I just love it. And I was sitting in there and I kind of heard God sort of whisper into my ear and say, you know, quieter, uh-huh. quieter, uh-huh. Be, be quieter. Uh-huh. And so I said, all right, wow. less, we're going to say less. And I, and I started chipping away at what I was saying until I almost don't speak, you know, most Sundays, I, you almost won't hear me speak at all. Unless I'm kind of whispering into that little baby's ear, giving him a little a little you know a little clip of the of of a, of a holy word otherwise i'm just oh, well i think it's one of the greatest affirmations we get about our weekend services is that the auditorium stays so quiet so that people can be focused on god and on steve specifically and right. um i just i i one time went i mean God help you if this ever happens to you. I had to go because I was visiting a friend who's Catholic and on a over a weekend and had to go to a Catholic service with her. Oh, and oh. at Catholic church, you wouldn't believe it. All the families have the whole family sitting oh, there in the pew. Gosh, and they've got a lot of them too. Babies, and they have tons of them because they don't like birth control because they're trying to make more Catholics. But I mean, you should hear, you can hardly listen to the homily because there's kids and babies everywhere. It is a total distraction. I thought it was not God honoring at all. Yeah, I don't care for that. I mean, if that's the sort of environment I want, I'll go to a Ruby Tuesdays, you know, and I'll get that experience. But that's not what I'm looking for, mm-hmm. I, it, it, uh, you know, in my service. And I and I think um, I think that's what I love. That's what I love so much about Twin Hills. I just love the feeling, the 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 
respect the honor, you know, mm. it's a, it's honor mm-hmm. is the word that you use. I love that. We we're all doing our part. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you go to Ruby Tuesdays, is it sometimes hard to not just jump and spring into action oh, because you're just so <laughs> used to that, that skill. You hear child cry, you're going to be taking them out of the, the, the parents' arms. Yes, it really is. And you know, what stops me is I've put my my actual knee braces back on. So I start to move and I hear those creaking and I go, okay, Emily, you're not, <laughs> you're not at work anymore. Right, yeah, they off can the hear clock. you coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I do. I, and I, I really feel it. And like, you know, like I said before, if I can hear them about to sort of have a, a blast off, I can sense it. It's hard for me to calm down when I'm around children because I know sort of what's coming and I, and they want me to, to help them, but it's, you know, they're in their parents' hands. God bless them. And they got to do the best they can. I mean, speaking of dog shows, it's almost like Pavlovian response. You've just got to do it. What is it? What is that? You know, I don't, it, it's something to do with dogs and I'm not exactly sure. Yeah. It's oh, okay. that, um, it's that you have to, uh, you ha- always have to ring a bell before you feed your dogs, I think. But oh. I'll tell you what, Emily, speaking of the Westminster dogs and your dog training background. Now I've heard that a dog's temperament is a reflection of the owner. So if the human is very anxious, dog's going to be very anxious. If the human's very chill, the dog's going to be very chill. Do you, is it the same with mothers? Like if the baby is very fussy, are you able to make a direct correlation and be like, oh, well, this mom must be really She's fussy. She's probably crying all night. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. You know, that is such a good question. I am, one of the things that I've been working on this year is to avoid passing judgment on parents, you know, because oh, sure. it's not, it's not my place, right. but I I know, I notice, yeah. I notice, so I, I notice and I don't judge, but I do notice a correlation between the children's mm-hmm. behavior starting at four, five, six days old. Wow. I'm seeing the same thing, you know, especially cause I've been working at Twin Hills, you know, maybe 11 years now. Yeah. So I've seen a lot of these people coming in, coming in. I see their behavior patterns, you know, I'm an observer. And then when I see the children, I go, oh yeah. That's Debbie Walsh's, you know, uh-huh. kid. I can tell right away. I can tell right away because he's looking around for the bathroom just like her, you know, or he's, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's grabbing it. He's grabbing at the Bible, you know, just the way that she, as soon as she sits down, she's picking it up. So I see a lot of that correlation. And I, and I do think the best thing, oh, just the best thing that parents can do is to be the most godlike they can mm-hmm. around their children because mm-hmm. they soak it up. They soak up everything. They soak mm-hmm. up everything. They're sponges. They just soak uh-huh. up everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's it, it, it's it's half, you know, they got the the DNA or whatever whatever it the DNA or whatever it is. And half of it is they're just watching. They're just watching you, you know. Uh-huh. And do you have children of your own? I don't. I do not have children of my own. Oh, that's surprising. I was um Yeah, you know, it is a little bit Yeah, it's a little bit surprising, but I was um I, I guess the Lord has not given me the opportunity to be a mother yet, um, but I was uh, engaged. I was betrothed to a man for a little while, and unfortunately, that did end. Oh, but um, so sorry. Yeah. Oh, thank you. What was the it nature was, of that yeah. ending? Um, it just doesn't seem. I mean, you seem so great. Yeah. You know, I was surprised too. He. He. Well. He didn't 
didn't give me a lot of explanation, but he did say that he was kind of up and out of here and he was going to try sort of East Coast life. Oh, and, no. I wonder what um, that means. You know, I kind of started to go a little bit right after that. I started to go down a little bit of a spiraling thinking, what did I do? What could I have done different? Yeah, what you could know, you whatever. have done better? And well, then I, then I thought it was, God wasn't was telling me that wasn't the one for me, uh-huh. oh, okay. you know, and Good. one of, one of the best things I think about being a Christian is I don't have to do a lot of reflecting mm. because I, I know that God didn't want me to be with him. Yes, right. And if he, you know, if he did, he would be, he would still be here. Honestly, he would still be sleeping in his side of the bed because it's still empty. Um, but I, you know, I started to go and say, well, maybe I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have, you know, I, I, I wanted him to, to, to act a certain way. And that was, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done that. But then I just said, no, I don't have to look back on, I don't have to look back. I have to look forward and I just have to trust that whatever God wants me to have, he'll, he's going to have me have, I don't have to change much. Did you ever find out what an East coast life was? No, but he has an Instagram account now. So I think that's part of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's big on Instagram. Oh, really? Maybe it's kind of like a New York state of mind. I've heard of the song New York state of mind might be like an East coast lifestyle. Maybe that's what it is. I thought maybe it had to do with um, business. I just thought, oh, he's just trying, he wants to do business. You know, I asked him a couple follow-up, but he didn't give me much Well, Wall Street's out there and Trump Tower. I mean, that's where business is happening. That's the first thing that came to my mind was always going to get some suits and go to Wall Street, you know. And and I know everybody says this after a breakup, but Emily, it's his loss. It's his loss. I mean, here he had a very quiet, almost invisible woman. I mean, He's not going to find that again. He's not going to find that again. <laughs> yeah. He's going to find somebody who's in your face and like speaking their mind and he's right. not going to like it. He's right. going to miss you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for saying that. You know, and I th- I thought especially, well, if that's if the kind of woman you want is in Wall Street, then we're definitely very different people, buddy, because that's not me. You know, right. I'm not you're not going to find me in a Wall Street. So, right. you know, he can he can have if that's what he wants, you know, and, and I, I wish him well. About how long were you engaged for? We were engaged for 19 months. Oh, wow. So close to two years. Um, we had been seeing each other only three to four months when he um, he proposed. Oh, wow. And it just, it, it felt so right. And then we started to sort of wedding plan. And I would sort of gently say, do you want to do it tonight? You know, kind of in my little way. And um, he would say, you know, not tonight, not tonight. And that went on, you know, for a year, year and a half. And then we hit New Year's. And I said, okay, my New Year's resolution is. And I sort of said, I'd love to just get married this year. And he said, well, we'll see. And it, something wasn't feeling right. Yeah, you something's know? definitely not um, feeling right. Yeah. So I was going in. So I said, all right, well, let's start, you know, let's join our bank accounts and let's start, you know, talking about uh, what kind of things we wear and, um, you know, what we, how we present as a couple and all this sort of stuff. And he was just sort of not into it. And I was really, I was really surprised. It it wasn't the guy I thought he was. Well, if I may give you a word basket of encouragement, M, it's this. Not having that other body in the bed next to you makes more room for Jesus. You know what? Jesus is the perfect partner. You now have the opportunity to be able to focus on him more. And guess what? He never steals the remote. Okay, girl? (laughs) 
Oh gosh, I love that. Yeah, that's really that's really well said. And you know, I've never felt so connected to my work as since he left. Since he left, I really said, "All right, you know, God up there, I see you. You know, doing a little bit of a little bit of um, marionetting here. Let me see. I'll I'll just I'll show you. You know, just who I am. And I really dove headfirst back into my work, and and it has given me so much. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, good. and I love to think, and, and I, I will just tell you this, Emily, is that God never gives us more than we can handle. Mm, and so maybe helpful. this is just something that is, you know, he's just saying, hello, you know, let me let me give you a bit of this and see how you handle it. But he knows that you're going to be able to handle it just fine. And you know what? I not only think you're the perfect uh woman, I also think you might be the perfect person to have on a plane. Cause you know how they always say, is there a doctor on board? You know, I think it's, or is there a pilot, you know, if the pilot has a heart attack or stroke and, um, I, but I think what would be more valuable on a plane is you, because when you get a screaming baby on a plane, everybody goes, Oh no. And by the time you get off that plane that has had a screaming baby, you're ready to just murder multiple people. And you know, that's not making the world a better place. I mean, do you have any tips or techniques for what we can do? Uh, you know, for a, a mother and a screaming baby on a plane, what do you do? Oh my gosh. You know, I've been on a plane one time and there were, of course, I mean, there were babies everywhere. So I, at first I said, you know, let the parents have a little moment. And then I said, no, why would Jesus give me this talent and this moment and not want me to do something with it? So I started going around and I said, you know, may I? And I would sort of take the baby. The babies love scripture. They just love a little whisper of scripture. Mm. And I sort of fine tuned to say, what is this one? You know, what is this one feeling? What is this one struggling with? And um, I'll do a little Isaiah, you you know, oh, or a little, I'm, I'm sure a little that's what people want on a, awesome. on a plane. Awesome. Yes, yeah. yes. So, so you can tell them, you know, you can encourage them to do it, or you can just say, "Hey, uh, you know, I've got. Can I try some? I'd love to try something on your baby." I'd love to try something on your baby is a great sentence. To oh, that say. is a great. Oh, that's sentence. okay. And then you just start barking uh, Bible verses, huh? It, well, I keep the I keep my volume pretty low. You can notice. Oh, so you just lean over the seats and be like, yay, though, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff. They come for me. Yeah. Yeah. If that's what the baby's calling for. Sure. Wow. I mean, I feel calmer. That's so fascinating. You've only been on a plane one time. One airplane trip? So just one, so a one-way ticket. Where were you going? Yeah. So I actually, I went to the East Coast. Oh, Um, oh no. I flew into LaGuardia and I wanted to see if uh, I could find Bruce. And that was sort of still in the spiral of the heartbreak. Um, And I walked around for a bit. Um, I don't think I ever made it out of really the airport area. I couldn't, you know, there were so many buses and trains and stuff like that so i looked for him for a while and then i couldn't um and then and you didn't get on a plane coming back so you did did no i took a greyhound back yeah it was too much honestly it was just it wasn't right it wasn't right flying is not fun anymore it used to be nice and now it's a leper colony right i bet a bus would probably be better maybe Yeah, yeah 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 well i liked it because they had an outlet so i could listen to a little bit of my my music while i was 
riding. You know, it was about a 31-hour ride, but it was nice. It's a more natural way to see the country. You know, something that just struck me, Hallie, is that this is a person that is just clearly, you know, you're just somebody's solution to a problem, which is a crying child. Uh And you do it with such grace and effortless happiness, and you've got such skill. And I wonder sometimes if it's like, hey, where's somebody, where's my baby runner? You know, like if I'm feeling sad, uh, like, you know, who's running in to, to, to pick you up? But it doesn't seem like you ever feel even sad. So that's really great. Yeah. You know, if I, I think if I think about it too much, <laughs> we'll get a little, um, but I, it's, I'm so blessed. I have so much, right? I have so much, right. I have so much abundance yeah. in my life. So it's hard Hard to complain. I mean, God is so good all the time in there. All the time. All the time. Morning, noon, night, middle. Sometimes I'll wake up in the middle of the night and go, well, He's good. He's good now, See, too. <laughs> and, and you know, I feel like as females, we really have a struggle because the way God designed us was to be more emotional. And so we struggle with grief and depression almost constantly. And if it's not one of those two, it's anxiety and low self-esteem, you know, and man alive. I'll tell you, I struggle with those big time. And, and just, there's something about your, your nature and the quality of your personality. You could scripture whisper me anytime, Emily, anytime. Oh Oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much. I mean, I would, I would, I really would. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm given a gift to come and help. And so I really, my job now is to listen. Where am I needed? You know, right? Where, and where, are, where are you needed? Well, it's on the weekends. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was kind of thinking outside of church. Is there anything? Uh, oh no! I mean, I do a lot of reading. Ooh, that is good. Yeah, I love to read. I've been sometimes um, I'll do a, 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 hard, a harder crossword puzzle oh. um, to stave off the you know crushing depression. I was going to say Alzheimer's. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they say that the mind is a muscle and you got to keep it in tune, isn't that right? That's right. That's right. So I know I'm I know I'm working my leg muscles here. Okay, my knees are answering for that. So I want to make sure I'm using working all the tools I got. I know. Keeping them all fresh and strong. And they give Do you have Alzheimer's in your uh family tree? Uh I don't know. I the answer is I don't know because um you know, I have a a, a mother and a grandmother who all suffered from what they call nerves. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, now we know a little bit more and maybe we can say that might be something else. Uh-huh. But, yeah, a lot of women in my family had nerves. And so I, it's, you know, that's my, that's the way I'm going to soothe myself. You know, I'm almost going to be a baby whisperer to myself. Wow. You know, so I have to be in tune with when am I starting to fear off track and a little bit sort of like, my spin out, I call it. And then I have to come in and I have to whisper to myself and then just go to bed as soon as I can and, and, and hope that tomorrow's better. Well, my daughters have been telling me, mom, you're not supposed to use antiperspirant. It has aluminum in it and it gives you Alzheimer's. And I said, well, 
I don't want to have stinky pits. So you know what? If that means I got to forget most of, you know, my current life and just really only remember maybe between the ages of seven and 12, so be it. You know what right. I mean? Because it's what requi- it's what's required of us as ladies, isn't it? Right, really is. And what do you want to be? Someone who can remember everything, but no one wants to get near? I mean, that doesn't sound fun either to me. So exactly. yeah, I don't want that. Also... Also, maybe forgetting will, you know, maybe there will be some kind of cold comfort in that, honestly. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, you think about the ages of seven. What did you have to worry about, right? Like what's for snack after school? That wouldn't be a bad thing to go back to a little bit of a simpler, simpler, simpler lifestyle. That wouldn't be so bad after all, wouldn't it? And all I need to remember is that Jesus is the son of God died for my sins. See? There you go. That's not going anywhere. That memory's not going anywhere. I'll tell you, you put on as much antiperspirant as you want. That memory is stuck. <laughs> He's not going anywhere. You, no matter what age you go back to, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter because you're going to remember that. That's yep. just, that's stuck on you. You, um, you. There's nowhere in the world that you could go that you will not remember that fact. Unless you go to the East Coast because they don't know anything over there. It's a godless place. Emily Polk was played by Emma Pope. Her bits on social media are so funny. Go follow her on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Pope. I'm Holly Laurent playing Hallie Labonte, and Gray Haas was played by Greg Hess. Follow us and Mega the Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And if you really want to get out of hell free card, support us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes.